It's time for episode 325 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, December 18th, 2019. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast where always in motion is the present. I am your co-host, Dan Morin, and I am joined across the internet by my good friend and pal, Mr. Micah Sargent. How are you doing today, Micah? Was that a reference? Nah, it's probably just something I made up. Hmm. <laughs> what kind of reference was it? All right, um, now you're doing the whole show like that. That's the problem. Oh, God. Oh, man. <laughs> you keep getting yourself into trouble. Why do I do this? Why do I do voices? They just come to know. me. I, I don't know. I understand. Well, you know what else has come to us is two fantastic <laughs> guests this week. To my left, it is a senior writer at Tom's Guide, a former colleague of mine over at Macworld. It's Caitlin McGarry. Welcome back, Caitlin. Thank you. Happy to be here. Glad to have you. And to my left, uh, editor at Engadget, as well as co-host of the Slash Film podcast, it's first-time guest, Devendra Hardawar. Hello, Devendra. How are you? Hey, guys. I'm excited and very tired, so yeah, ready to play. (laughs) That's right. The points don't matter. That's just what you need to remember. Uh, All right. I'll kick things off with my topic. The holidays, of course, are just around the corner, and I'm curious, are using tech in some way to spruce up your holidays, to add a little holiday cheer. Caitlin? Okay, I'm definitely not. Um, That's very ambitious for me. Um, (laughs) And also, I travel every holiday, so I'm never actually at my house. Um, So I just rely on the family that I visit to spruce up their holidays with technology, which they're definitely not doing that either. So, um, (laughs) sorry, everyone. Yeah, so I do use uh, tech to spruce up my holidays for sure. Um, One way that I like to use it is to try and make my decorations automated. So I've got, you know, different lights throughout the house and I've got smart plugs connected to those. And it's sort of a when the sun sets, turn on those lights. When the sun rises, turn off those lights. Um, And... Of course, you know, throughout the home, I have some LED lights that are powered by batteries, uh, which I don't know. I think that kind of counts as tech because they're kind of cool. They've got a <laughs> they've got a six hour timer on them. So they run for six hours a day and are off for the uh, remainder of the day. So you set those all at the same time and make sure that they they come on when they do. Um, and last night. Dan and I were playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I had a bunch of different lights uh, all over the place in uh, my office as well. So, yeah, and and I guess if we're going to go with like the technical term of spruce up, I also have um, my robotic vacuum cleaning things up around the holidays. The most important part. (laughs) Indeed, you got to keep it uh, as close to spotless as possible for guests and things like that. Uh, do, Does it get a holiday costume or anything? Oh, like, man. Uh, that's... I want to dress up my Roomba because my baby is apparently terrified of my Roomba. <laughs> it's a really hilarious thing. Like as she crawls outside of her living room playpen, she stares at the Roomba and just slowly like walks, like crawls by it. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. That's... I got to give it a costume or oh, something. Oh, that's a good idea. I need to get a little hat for it. That uh, sounds like the plot yeah. of a, a YouTube show. I think you should really... I think you should make that happen. I mean, people would definitely Roomba watch baby. that. Yeah. Roomba versus baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Devendra, what uh, what do you do to spruce up your holiday with tech? 
Uh, you know, honestly, many of the same things. We have our Christmas trees on a timer, our like lights in the windows. They they kind of come on and off automatically. I like to use um, our Hue light bulb. So we have that whole setup in the living room. So during a party, I can like change the lighting a little, give us a little texture for mood setting and everything. Um, and certainly, like as we plan for holiday meals, my wife and I will do a Google Keeps uh, shared list to make sure we're like buying what we need and can organize everything. And uh, I'm also a big fan of just throwing music wherever we can into the house. So that's when we go heavy on like Spotify, straight to my receiver, uh, play our Christmas playlist. It uh, it's all enabled by tech, and yeah, it's it's much easier than it used to be to get this stuff out there. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm in pretty similar boat. So uh, the the tree lights are plugged into a uh, Wemo smart plug, which I can control from my phone or via the Echo or the HomePod. Um, and I use all my connected speakers to basically play Christmas music or <laughs> other holiday hits throughout the entire house, which is really, really good and doesn't drive my wife crazy at all. Um, so I think, it, it, yeah, it, it is much easier, I think, Devinder said it right. Like, it, this stuff used to be kind of like an interesting edge case where it's like, oh, maybe if I put these things together, I can do this. Yeah. And nowadays it's just... I gotta get music uh, from my DLNA, DLNA server to my PlayStation right. 3 <laughs> and maybe I could stream it from my desktop. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And now it's just like a thing that you can do. It's pretty, pretty rote. So I I'm glad to see so many uh, holiday tech solutions. Thank you for those answers. Let us move on to our second topic, which comes from Caitlin. Yeah, so uh, New Year's is just around the corner. Like, what happened this year? I, I don't even know what happened. Um, <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? So uh, I was wondering if you guys have any um, New Year's resolutions when it comes to technology. Like, you know, a lot of people swear off Twitter for like a week and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yeah i was curious if if you guys have any any big plans any any things that you want to change about how you use tech in 2020 um i gotta be honest with you i haven't made any official resolutions and i tend not to because then i just end up disappointed at the beginning of the new year whenever i inevitably <laughs> do not hold up to those resolutions uh so that's my little way of protecting myself i guess so I I think that uh, one resolution that I'm trying to sort of, again, pay attention to, a thing I'm trying to pay attention to in the coming year, but I'm not resolving to do, um, is to just be more mindful of the tech that I consume, that I talk about, and the ways that that tech can be used in good and bad ways. Um, ring video doorbell and the oh, yeah. surveillance yeah. state uh, that uh, the company seems to be trying to create is one thing that's really opened my eyes to just being more mindful um, because tech can hurt, uh, can can be used in, in harmful ways and can be used to further marginalize marginalized groups. And um, given that I'm, you know, and a bit of an enthusiast about these things, uh, I can sometimes, you know, rely too heavily on that enthusiasm and not, not uh, so much pay attention to the the dark side, as it were. So, trying to just uh, pay more attention to that as I consume tech in the coming year. Devendra, what about you? Uh, yeah, you know, I've been thinking a lot about how much I use social media and how much time I just waste scrolling up and down feeds, especially Twitter. Um, I really enjoy it. I love the aspect of it being like a global conversation, but man, I need a break. So I've been using uh, the iOS screen time feature to kind of control that a bit more. So 
I'm trying to limit myself to like two hours and uh, per day. And that maybe even that seems a little high, but uh, I got to commute into work. And sometimes like that is the thing that just helps me kill a little time. Uh, but I really like the screen time feature. It's it's just like a really useful way to make you aware of how much time you're actually wasting. And when I get that little alert, uh, I know I should probably just step away, go pick up a book. I would like to read more books in general. Um, and yeah, taking time away from social media is a good way to do that. So I'm, I'm really digging the screen time feature. I know Android has a bunch of uh, similar apps to help you control those habits. But I think uh, it's really interesting that Apple plugged that into iOS. And, you know, I feel like it should be a bigger part of every software system. Like it should be on the desktop too. Like just little things to remind you to get up, take a break. Uh, it's one of the things I really like about the Nintendo Switch. I've been playing a lot of Ring Fit and that thing definitely gives you reminders like, hey, just relax. Maybe you're overdoing it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Devinder, you, you're pretty much nailed the ones I had. I, I was just having a conversation right before the show uh, with some folks uh, about how I got my like Goodreads report for the year, like how many books I read. And I like nice. yeah, valiantly aimed to read like 32 books this year because I tried to like up it every year by like a book or two. And I read 18 so far. Oh, no. And it's like, you can do it. There's 13 <laughs> days left. I'm like, you are you can do wildly it. optimistic about how fast I'm Get reading some really books. short books. You totally but, yeah. can do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, I, I was thinking the same thing. Like I tend to, when I have like a down moment or whatever, you know, I pull out Twitter and I start scrolling through it or Instagram or whatever. And a lot of it is just feeling like I got to keep up with everything that's going on mm-hmm. and it's a fool's errand it's infinite right like it keeps going <laughs> and so i think not i think using the screen time limits is a great idea i hadn't even thought of that and the second you said it i was like oh yeah that's exactly how i need to do this and i wish there were another option to even just have like gentle reminders about that too right like you're saying yeah. like yeah. oh man hey I, we noticed you're you've been reading twitter for the last 20 minutes <laughs> maybe pick up that book you've been meaning to read because I, I just need that gentle nudge sometimes. Or, you know, I got to admit, you know, <laughs> my dad's Jewish. My mom was Catholic. Like, I got the guilt from both barrels. That's all I need is a little more guilt coming into it, just being like, yeah, you should read that book you've been meaning to read. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm that, going. I think it's also sort of that's via the social next media. level of virtual assistance, yeah. by the way. It's just like guilting you oh my into word. living better. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I think It works. It's very motivating. I think we all need that. Um, yeah, yeah I, I along the same line, like I think just I want to be more conscious of you know pulling out my phone to fill like a few empty moments like why not just stare at something or like (laughs) yeah be bored yeah Yeah. or maybe I'll have like some ideas that have nothing to do with Twitter or Instagram and that would be lovely um yeah I I think that's that's my New Year's resolution is just to be more thoughtful about pulling out my phone just it yeah, doesn't it doesn't need fun. to be there all the time, you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's tough for all of us who work in technology though. Totally. It's <laughs> the challenge. I know. I'm like how do I shut down Twitter for an entire day when like I'm trying to like promote my work <laughs> or like see what's happening in the news or you know, it's yep. it's really hard. <laughs> it's tough. But Instagram can go. Instagram's got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is two topics down, two topics to go, but it, of course, is halftime here at Clockwise, and this week's episode is brought to you by our good friends at Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud, and you can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distribution, resources, and node location. Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers, and they're all looked after by their incredible 24-7 support team. If you ever run into any problems, just drop them an email, give them a call, or you can even chat over IRC in the Linode community if that is easier, whatever suits you best. Oh, they also have super useful guides and support documentation. If you need to quickly just look something up, you can do it. I have used a ton of those to install stuff on my server, and they are incredibly helpful. 
Their new management panel is now in beta at cloud.lino.com. This new management console is a single-page application built using the cutting-edge React.js stack and is backed entirely by Linode's public API, and it's all open source. Plus, they feature two-factor authentication to keep you and all of your data safe and secure. Linode has pricing options to suit everyone. Their plans start a gigabyte of RAM for just $5 a month, and they offer high-memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. And Linode has a special offer for you as a listener of this show. You can go to linode.com slash clockwise and use promo code clockwise2019 to get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that's four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, you have absolutely nothing to lose. So give Linode a try today. That's linode.com slash clockwise, promo code clockwise2019 to learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of FM. All right, halftime is over. Micah, what is your topic this week? My topic is Peachoip. Uh, <laughs> this is the... Come again? <laughs> exactly. Did I sneeze again? I forgot to mute. Uh, project Connected Home over IP. What a name. Uh. Um, Apple, Google, Amazon, they're all going to be working together again sort of uh (laughs) maybe this is the first time for some of them on an open source smart home standard uh this just has me wondering a simple question do you use smart home products in your home now devendra i think you gave us a little hint that maybe you do yes Yes, I use Philips Hue devices, but I have a bunch of different things too. Like, uh, yeah, I have, uh, was it, um, Wemo plugs for my Christmas tree. I have this like little temperature sensor that sits by my baby's crib that tells me the exact like temperature and humidity that I can see from anywhere. So that sort of stuff is useful. And I have to say, like, this standard, it has been a long time coming, right? Because we've been hearing about smart home products for so long at CES and other events. Uh, there have been standards like Zigbee and Z-Wave and all those things, and they've all been a mess because they don't quite interoperate with each other. So I'm looking forward to the day when I can just buy something and know it'll work within you know, whatever ecosystem I'm in. Because uh, right now it's a mess, and that it seems like the biggest problem facing the smart home industry. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all the various standards, you know, uh, it is kind of a can of worms. Uh, I have a lot of stuff. I've got uh, the Wemo plug, which is currently hooked to my Christmas tree. I have a bunch of Hue lights. I also have a ten- temperature sensor uh, in my bedroom. Um, I've got, you know, if you want to go to home pods and that kind of stuff, too, plenty of smart speakers. <laughs> All Uh that jazz. And they're all, you know, a a lot of them do work together. But even so, you have like sort of the home kit slash uh, echo divide sometimes where there's some things that work with one but don't work with another. So I agree that I think this will really help spur adoption. And it's kind of a rising tide lifts all boats situation. But that said, I'm <laughs> I am remaining a little skeptical because when you get players as big as Amazon and Google and Apple all into a room together and try to get them to agree on something, I always think there's a good chance that really nothing will come of it. Or as that sure. famous uh, XKCD strip uh, once put it, like, oh, there's 15 standards for this. Oh, we need to start all over. And then now you have 16 standards. So <laughs> that's a good chance of that happening. And you get innovative names like Peachoy, by the way. Yeah. Indeed. Clearly, they're off to good start. It doesn't... Yeah. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Um, I'm actually really excited about this. Um, I I don't have a ton of smart home stuff, just like some smart speakers. Um, But, you know, I'm looking to buy something in the next year or so in terms of like a house, possibly. Um, And I'm hoping you all were like the guinea pigs for the smart home stuff. And that when I finally (laughs) Mm -hmm. like do my entire house, it'll be perfect. 
yeah, no, no problems whatsoever. That so, is definitely how it works. Yeah. By, by, ne- by next year, that, that should happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, no, I, so Pichoy has me, you know, uh, reasonably excited. I have been steeped in smart home tech for a very, very long time and have seen other sort of groups try to work together to make this happen. Um, the good thing about Oh gosh, Peachoip is that uh, <laughs> all of the big big names that are out there right now are involved. Uh, by by that I mean the companies that are making the smart assistants that have already tried to be sort of the umbrella devices for controlling the smart home. Mm-hmm. Um, so while there are some device makers who haven't yet hopped on board. At the very least, the companies that are working already on being able to control the smart home are all part of this uh, open standard group. And so I can see others uh, hopping on board in that way because of it. So, yeah. Uh, and then to answer the my, my question, yeah, I have smart products in my home. Uh, <laughs> quite, quite, a, quite a few. Uh, if I look to my left and my right, I can count six of them. Um, but that's enough about me. Let's move on to our last topic, which comes from Devendra. Sure. Well, Microsoft just revealed its next console, the Xbox Series X. We know Sony's next thing, probably the PlayStation 5 is coming next year. Are you all excited about this next wave of consoles? (laughs) You know, oh man, is this a sign I'm getting old when the answer is? (laughs) I don't know. I have an Xbox One and I have had a 360 before that. And I've always enjoyed playing games on them, but I feel like there's a combination of both not that many games that I feel compelled to play anymore and also feeling right, like right. I don't have enough time to play the ones I do have. <laughs> so I'm not sure that I'm in the market for a brand new console right now, especially because they've been kind of only teased out what the deal is with this console. So I think it's really going to come down to the titles that are on it that are going to be compelling. Um, you know, it's always interesting to see the envelope pushed and, and better graphics and and more impressive gameplay. But a lot of times the game industry feels like it's just constantly building faster horses. And it's like, well, that's great. But I, I really look for the opportunities to play more innovative stuff, which is like, you know, more like the kind of stuff that Nintendo does with the Switch. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know how that's going to go with the Xbox, but I will I'll be keeping an eye on the news, but I probably mm-hmm. won't be an early adopter is my feeling. Caitlin? Yeah, um, we have a PS4 and it's fine. We've had, I think we've had all of the Playstations actually. We're we're not really an, an Xbox family, um, but I'm not really excited about it just because I feel like there's not that many details out there yet. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, I think the Switch is just where we tend to gravitate toward because it's so portable. We can like play with friends. Um there's a bunch of fun games for it. It just feels like a very low barrier to entry. And, you know, like, how much is the Xbox going to be? Do we know yet? Probably not. No, no. But probably like 400-ish. Yeah. yeah, it's like, well, I don't know. The PS4 is perfectly fine. And I'm sure I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm, sure I'm not going to want to spend $400 to replace it. So, uh, yeah, no, not excited at all. Sorry. <laughs> <sighs> well, um... I happen to be uh, a year older tomorrow, and so I guess that wow. makes me also an old man because I too am not very uh, excited about any of this. Is that is that was that the criteria, Dan, to not be excited? I, 
I, I guess yeah, so. Excited? I guess that's that's true. Yeah, sure. Yeah, old and jaded. Old, that's what I'm saying. Old and jaded. I am old and jaded. No, um, I'm not jaded because I just never really have been into consoles in the first place. So there was no opportunity for me to become jaded. Oh, although. When I was a kid, I played, um, what was it? It was a, it was a Zelda game, and I, I can't think of what it is right now, uh, but basically every time I would get to a certain level in the game, then my little brother would, with the GameCube turned on, pull out the uh, memory card, oh. which would erase the game, wow. and he did it to me three times. He did it to me. Diabolical. So I am jaded, actually, and that's why I never play video games ever oh, wow. again. Oh, man. Did he turn off the power without holding down the reset button? You can't do that. That's sorry. That's a all, really old Dan. joke. That's a, that's a joke. It's older than you, wow. Micah. Probably. Wow. <sighs> so, but I did love that someone, um, in response to the Xbox console, uh, put a black refrigerator uh, next to it and said it was the next PlayStation, and then a tech publication posted an article where they said that oh, this no. tipster had revealed oh, no. what the next PlayStation could look like. Oh, man. Oh, yes. no. Uh, That's rough. Yes. That's rough. That's Any great. on that, Devendra? I, I wouldn't feel too bad. I do feel like, um, yeah, people aren't following consoles closely anymore. It's just, I like new hardware. So when I hear about new hardware appearing, I always get a little excited about that. Um, it does seem like Nintendo is doing the best, even though it's running literally the slowest hardware out there, but mm-hmm. the sheer like amount of indie stuff and innovation you can get on the Switch has made it a really compelling thing. Uh, for this next generation, I'm just um, intrigued by what hardware they're going to be throwing in there, because we're going to get much faster GPUs, so you're looking at like some of the in-game renders Microsoft showed off, and it looks astounding. Like It looks uh, like basically the stuff you can see from a high-end gaming PC right now. So I'm excited to see that like trickle down to console gamers. I'm a PC gamer as well. So it's like these graphics aren't surprising to me, but I would love them to be more available to more people. And also this new Xbox is basically a tower PC. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. wild. Like Microsoft just gave up on their designs. Just like, here's here's a mini tower. Just go for <laughs> it. It's called Xbox, please. <laughs> All right. Well, that is four topics down. We have just enough time for a bonus topic. But before then, I want to let you know about our other sponsor today. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by Kensington, the people who make universal docking stations that are designed to increase productivity. You can get access to more ports and make your sleek MacBook, Chromebook, or other laptop as powerful as a desktop. It's plug and play with no drivers, so you can enjoy up to dual 4K displays with HDMI and DisplayLink video connectors, plus USB 3, USB-C, and Thunderbolt 3 with power delivery available. The Kensington engineering team has three decades of experience in high-volume manufacturing of hardware IT products. Plus, rigorous test cycles and quality control means all of their products are tested above industry standards. If you're an IT decision maker looking to find the right docking solutions for your organization, check Kensington's Pro Concierge program and test drive a docking solution today. Visit kensington.com slash clockwise right now to check out Kensington. That's kensington.com slash clockwise to learn more. Our thanks to Kensington for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. All right, bonus topic. Uh, episode 9 uh, of the Star Wars Saga is officially debuting tomorrow, although I know <clears throat> some people have seen it already. Uh, but really quick, uh, who is your favorite character from the Star Wars universe? Caitlin? Okay, so I have to go with the classic, Leia, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, just like watching it as a kid and and seeing her trajectory, that I don't know, it was just so badass to watch. Um, but I actually really love Rey, and I'm excited to see, you know, 
where it all ends up. I have a lot of questions and we're not going to get in. We're not going to get into it. Devendra, no spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I could ruin this movie for all. Please of you right don't. Now. You <laughs> a pilot button that will take you right off this podcast. <laughs> I have an ejector seat button. Oh, that's cool. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm, I'm excited to see how it all turns out. I have a lot of questions. Uh, uh, so I know it's the predictable thing to say, but I have never cared about a character in television or movies as much as I care about the child, aka Baby Yoda. <laughs> I already pre-ordered Star oh, Wars official Baby Yoda figurines that I will not get until May of uh, this coming year. That's how much I love Baby Yoda. All my heart. Nice. Wow. Nice. Devendra? So good. Uh, I feel like this is a multi-pronged question for me. I really like... Um, the Mace Windu, as depicted in Den- in Gendy Tartakovsky's ah. Clone Wars cartoon. Well, all so right. that was like wow, the animated cut. series. That is a, it's a deep that cut. is a it was deep the animated cut. series he did between episode yeah. two and three, I believe. And first of all, I love Tartakovsky. Like he is a genius when it comes to like two D animation. Uh, you can look up the Mace Windu short on YouTube right now. It is basically a silent film. Like he goes in and he just beats up a lot of droids and the action and like choreography and everything is just so really fascinating so i really like that character also poe dameron poe dameron is the man yeah. uh, i love oscar isaac i love that he is like this classic swashbuckling hero um love him as a character in general yeah uh me i am i'm all about chewbacca Hey, he's my <laughs> he's my guy uh who, who wouldn't want to hang out with a giant teddy bear who is also really it's awesome cool. come on come on it's obvious Fair. all right that is the end of our show. All that remains is for us to thank our two fantastic guests this week. Caitlin McGarry, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. And Devendra Hardawar, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much, guys. And check out the Engadget Podcast before I get to disappeared from here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and we hit the ejector button. There you went. Yeah, it was nice having you. Uh, Micah. Happy early birthday to you, pal. Oh, thanks, Happy Dan. birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm old and jaded. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Well, we will be back next week, although at a special time. So uh, keep your keep your eyes peeled to the Twitter feed. Uh, until then, though, we remind you, as we always do, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody. Can I change my answer to Ewok number seven? <laughs> <laughs> oh.